When it comes to your child's early learning years, have you ever wondered, do fathers matter? What difference does it make to have a father involved? In today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of fathers. We're going to interview some fathers who are participating in a Christian school. We're going to look at some studies. I'm Suzanne Anderson, and you're in the nest. Fathers are so important that I think we should have a sign in all of our schools that say, we celebrate fatherhood and fathers here. I think that's an important message in our schools. So we do that at the Nest, and I am so excited to have a Nest dad here with us today. He's had three kids at the Nest, and I'm going to introduce him right now. We're so glad that he's joining us, Mr. Spencer Hamilton. So this is Spencer Hamilton. Spencer, we've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. I had your oldest son as a two-year-old, and he's in what grade? He's in fifth grade. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I said this before. That makes me a grand teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I am a grandmother, but now I'm a grand teacher too. I'm getting old. So you guys tell us about your family and your kiddos. And your wife was actually on our first podcast. She was talking about the school. And so I'm gonna you with you, I really want to focus on the role of a dad. And like I said, that sign that should be on the wall, dads are welcome here. We're going to talk about ways that schools and schools like you're out there, you're a school, you're a church, and you guys are thinking about putting a school in. Be sure and include the dads. It's very important. And we do here. And it's biblical. I actually have went around and went and looked at what does the Bible say about, what does the Bible say about dad's involvement? I have a verse that says, the father is the priest and head of his family and must govern the family according to the principles and regulations of the Bible. That's in 1 Corinthians. So teaching faith is the Christian father's role. Can you talk about how you do that, Spencer? Give, start breaking that down for us. Yeah, guys, first off, I want to say I'm very appreciative of Suzanne, all the work, effort, everything she, Crystal, and everyone else has done to just build this nest into what it is, just such a small little slice of exactly what I think our society needs yeah. and culture needs. And that is the driving force, right? Yeah. That is, yeah. we're, we're fighting a culture. We mm -hmm. are fighting a culture and we're going to stand up. We're going to keep fighting. We're not going to believe that dads aren't important, that it doesn't matter, that just throw whatever you want at your kids. We're going to be purposeful and we're going to teach children the yeah. truth and how to distinguish it from, yeah. for themselves as they get older. Yeah. This is that starting point. So like Suzanne said, I have three kids, Nolan, who's in fifth grade, Harper, who was in fourth grade, and then Annalie, who was in first grade. All three have gone through the NEST program. So it's been years and years and years of, <laughs> yeah, of coming really... back here. And I always joke as our last one left that I may still just show up here for Donuts with and, Dad and or Sports here, here Day with Dad. See, yeah, I, and then I get to be back here. Just when you here. thought you were out, we brought you back in. Yeah, so it's a great thing. I do, one point I do want to make, I'm honored to be on here and blessed to be on here. I don't feel like I'm a dad that has a lot of wisdom and knowledge oh, to but spread, you do, but I'm, I'm happy to share the experience I've had with the nest, the insights I've gained from the nest, not just me coming into the nest, being a driving force and a spiritual leader of, of our home, but honestly how I think the nest has helped develop me into that oh, person wow. That's because when you read a verse like that the verse you just read it's a i don't know what the correct term is but it's like a check check 
check on me. Just, oh, wow. I Am I doing these things? Am, am I? Am I that? Am I? representing this and doing this and uh, i'm glad you said that because we do a lot of programs and a lot of specific we have even our orientation we require dads to be here but i uh, personally every time we do something like our christmas program we're gonna have fun and we're gonna do some silly songs and we're gonna bake cupcakes on stage and but we're gonna show what the message of christmas is and i i'm always very careful and very purposeful that everything has the spiritual intentionality. And so if we're talking about dads, we need to talk about the dad, not just in school, but dads, we want to inspire you. I want to inspire you to be the dad that raises giants. I want to inspire you to be present, to not make it a side job, to, to be there. And we have so many dads like you who are, and I know you're in your home. I know a lot about you in your home and your church, you guys are, are very involved in your church, but talk about what do you do in your home in the evenings or during the summer? How do you keep your kids buoyed up with spiritual intention? What, how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, and I do want to say something like that. I'm not one of these dads that can come in and say, Hey, I had this plan. I sought out all of these different schools and I shared them with my wife and I did all of these things. So she found it really? She found it there. I don't want to use the word lazy. I'm not a lazy dad, but I can be a routine oriented dad. If I am not intentionally seeking out things to do. My wife is the one, our kids are full of activities all the time. McKenna's the one, she finds those activities, she signs them up. She does all those things. She's very active in doing all of those things. And I'm blessed to have her because if she didn't do those things, I would fall more into the go to work, take them to a practice, come hang out at home. But what I have found, and then some of the things that I've learned from the nest as I've developed into a better man, better leader of my family, is that there are very small things you can do um, that have a huge impact on your kids. And it's not because sometimes as a dad, when you, a a dad watching this may feel like he needs to take on more of this role and they feel pressure or stress, or I don't know if I can be this person because I'm also, I'm, it, I think on a lot of, I think there may be a lot of dads that kind of think, hey, I'm focused on paying the bills mm-hmm. and providing our family with a life and, that's and safety. Important. And my wife can handle all of the character development and, <laughs> and all of those things. But there are many little things that dads can do. I would say the first thing that is very important that is not time consuming at all is pray with your kids every single night. I think that's very important. I think it's great for your kids to hear a male figure asking in his prayer, protect the kids. But my kids, when I pray with them every night, they get to see me a little more vulnerable saying, Hey, help me to be the best dad I can be. Help me lead these kids. Please help these kids strive to get to know you and be better every day. And please help them know how much I love them. And I was just talking to a staff member this week about developing a better, she wanted to get better in her prayer life. And I said, prayer is uh, intimate. You are vulnerable. It humbles you yeah. to husband and wife. When you 
pray together when you're having a situation or an argument or you're, you know, a conflict and you say, let's stop and let's pray about it. If you commit to doing that with that person, you just change the relationship with that person. When somebody, I know when I've been, had a problem and somebody says to me, can I pray with you about that? And I know as an adult, that's something that I don't think I experienced my whole life. And and I, it, it's touching. It means something to me. And so sounds like what you're saying is you're doing that with your kids. They're not going to grow up without that. They're going to grow up going, I'm going to go to my knees. I have a problem. I'm going to my knees. And my dad prayed with me. That's, yeah. that's huge. That is humbling. Yeah. And that is a relationship with your children that a lot of dads aren't having. So yeah. you're hopefully when you say this, you're going to encourage a dad out there to say, and I've never prayed with my child. And you're saying it wasn't necessarily comfortable for you. It wasn't something yeah. that you'd made the decision to do that. And now I've seen you be present at your kids. For example, we talked about the Christmas program. You sit there and you're just beaming, watching your kids up there performing. And you're there. I've never had, I think we've never done anything here that you haven't been present. And your kids are looking out there and there, there's dad. Yeah. There's dad. He's here. He's present. And one great, one great thing about the nest also is I really strive to be an intentional dad and to work hard and be at everything. But that's not always just natural for me. There sounds okay. I need to make time for this. I need to do this. But the great thing about the nest also is that the kids love it so much. I am not exaggerating when I say, would you say, is Donuts with Dad in the spring? Yes, it's coming up. Okay, so it's in the spring. And is Sports Day with Dad in the spring also? Yes, so that's a good thing to talk about. So we have Police Day, Fireman Day. And one of the goals that I have with those, I, and I, I'm joined by everyone here, is to see men in roles. And to yeah. have the, we have men that get up and speak to our children. We have Grandparents Day. We have granddads in the building. And so there's a, the, when the dads are out there, I was joking the other day, they couldn't figure out where to sit. And I was giving them a hard time, but we are intentional. But the police day, turns out one of our dads was a policeman with a dog in, the, in that canine unit. And he's come for years. And, and then last year we had a fireman and he went back in the classroom. He was a pre-K class and he peeked in the window and his little daughter jumped up. She didn't know he was there. And we have a picture of it. She ran to her daddy and just, daddy's here. <laughs> and our kids are out there seeing a dad as a police officer. And he stands up and he's talking to them. How do we react with them? How do we treat a police officer? What is a police officer for? That's something that I want to teach. Our society is telling us there's no difference. Yeah. And that's not true. It's yeah. not truth. And the most important, the most pivotal role in a family is the same sex parent. So if dads aren't involved with their sons, then their sons don't know how to act like men. Isn't that safe to say that they don't get that modeling? So I, yeah, I have quite a few thoughts on that I want to share. Good. One quick thing I wanted to touch on with the sports day with dad being in the spring and what the nest, when I say the things that the nest has also helped me become a little better and more involved is that my youngest daughter, Annalise, she's six in, so the school year starts, we'll say September in October, she's talking about sports day with dad. 
So just like praying with your kids, it may be a little difficult at first, but you do it. We went through a phase where it was, okay, mom prays with the kids and kisses them goodnight. <laughs> and I tell them goodnight and we go on. And then after I started making a point to pray with them every night, now my daughter Harper, if there's one night that I kiss them, like before I'm out the room, she's saying, hey dad, you didn't pray with us. Hey dad, will wow. you pray with us? So it's like wow. this cycle of me putting that in place and then they hold me accountable to it now and they expect that and they want that but the it's a family routine yeah, and, ritual and, and then the sports day with data those are little things that the kids start getting excited about yes. months in advance you know what hey what uniform are we going to wear to sports day with yes. dad what are, what are we going to do we celebrate? and, and then it's just this exciting moment and it's something that's like you're up here for 15 minutes or something yeah. 15 20 minutes and yeah. it's the same as the the donuts with dad it's hey how many donut you you <laughs> ate my donut last year don't eat my donut this year and it, it's fun little things to build up and get excited about but as far as the man being the spiritual leader i definitely and, and the impact on your sons i definitely don't want to go off on a too long of a tangent, tangent here or something <laughs> but i can say at our church i help out on wednesday nights with our awanas group and it's a uh, third to sixth grade. And we probably have, I want to say at least a hundred wow. little That's boys awesome. and little girls. And I'll just say it's 50, 50. I'm not sure the exact split there, but it really last year, it was, there was a seed planted in my mind all year because the young ladies and so all of these kids will go in and they'll be half in a group while the others are in breakout. So it'll be about 50 kids in a big room learning a oh, Bible lesson. A lot of kids. Then the other half are in a small breakout and uh -huh. then they switch. Uh -huh. So anyway, when we're in this big group together, the young ladies, fourth grade girls, they all have their Bibles ready. They have their notepads out. They're taking notes. Mm. They're quiet. They're listening. Whenever they're calling out a Bible verse, hey, I need someone to read this. They're all raising their hand. The boys, on the other hand, <laughs> It is truly an hour of me every week saying, quit talking, be respectful, <laughs> pay attention, do this, do that, do that. And they're just sitting back. A lot of them don't bring their Bibles or forgot. And of course, I'm speaking very generally here, okay? It's not every boy, it's not everything. But it, I didn't understand why that was happening. And I'd mention it to people and it's young boys and young girls, they develop different, boys and girls are different. Boys are more hyperactive with these things and get distracted easier. Girls, they're more studious in, in these types of things. And while I do think that's true to an extent, I also think it's an excuse that people use mm -hmm. to not correct behavior, to not yeah. teach, to not train. And, and the more that I have really put a lot of thought into this, and then again, like I said, I'm someone that has had to go through this growth as a father and as a man myself and figure out what, what can I do better? Where can I lead better? I'm falling short in all these areas. And I truly now believe that the difference is that in many homes, the mother is the spiritual leader. And by the way, the dads, they aren't bad men at all. They're not trying to not be a spiritual leader. They have a lot going on, a lot of things that they're doing, and they it turns into with again generally speaking in a lot of homes hey church is the mom's thing it, it 
it's the mom getting everyone out the door. Hey, we got to go to church. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. And the dad's going along with the kids. And don't you think that kids are getting the message that I go to church and I'm going to church because mom wants me to go? Yes. What a powerful message when you wake up on a Sunday mm-hmm. and dad's going, hey, let's get ready. Yeah. Let's get re-. There are a lot of homes where that's not happening. There yeah. are a lot of homes where the dad, he's going because the mother's making him go. And there, there was, that's sad. There was definitely a time in our home where the kids, if you were to ask our kids, Hey, who's, who is pushing you out the door for church and doing all of this? And it's mom, it's mom. I can tell you, we had a marked difference in my marriage and my parenting and all this, the more I got involved and, and the role shifted. The first Sunday, I think McKenna was out of town or wasn't feeling well. And I was just like, yeah, I'm taking the kids. Kids, come on, we're going to church. It was a marked difference. But either consciously or subconsciously, these kids follow their parents. And I think we have a lot of young ladies out there, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, that are just naturally following the role of their moms. They're taking 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 notes, doing this, doing Mm -hmm. that. And then the young boys are naturally following the more not lazy role, but just not priority. It's not that they're important. sitting back. Dad they're says not it's thinking dad about it. it. It's kind of like we do this. Does this really matter? For, yeah. Look at dad. Yeah. It, I don't think, I don't think it's that important. Yeah. I'm a guy. I don't have to go. I'll get some. My wife will. But there's small things dads can do intentionally that I think the young men will understand the priority and the importance of this. For instance, I remember if you look around the church now, I'm a terrible singer. I'm one of the worst singers in the world. Okay. And I didn't sing a lot in church. My wife sings on the worship team. Yes. She's good. Yes. One Sunday, I'm looking around and I notice 90% of the dads aren't singing. Yeah. And guess what? 90% of the little boys aren't singing. They just stand there. And the girls and the moms are all singing. Imitation. Yeah. And. I thought then, because this was a pivotal moment of being more of an intentional father, was I was like, I'm going to sing in church. And I'm going to sing. And you know what? I'm a bad singer. But that doesn't matter. I want my son and my kids to remember. If if they remember, they may remember I'm a bad singer, but then they're going to remember he loved the Lord. Yes. And so I've had that same thing and, with my and son. You're worshiping God when you sing like that. I'm sure the reason you're enjoying it is because some of those writers, Christian writers, some of the music is just so powerful. And if you just let yourself fall into it, get into it, and just that, that's get leading up to the preaching and yeah. singing and worshiping the Lord. We do that here. So this, we just started the Jesus part of our Jesus is born in the, in December. And then we start talking about the life of Jesus. And so yesterday we, the Bible verses, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. That, and then we sing a song that the children are raising their hands and yeah. worshiping. And I saw it yesterday. Our, our minister of worship here at Oak Hills church was in the building. And he said, he's, we were kidding. Like he said, I need, I need to sing this song with the adult congregation. Yeah. Those kids and the boys and the girls are involved. There's no boys standing off going yeah. that 
I don't want to be a sissy or I don't want to be. There's none of that happening. And a lot of little boys will do that. Oh, they and then the when it's fifth, sixth grade, it starts to switch a little bit. Embarrassment. And, and so me just one day nonchalantly to my son, I'm just like, hey, why don't, and, and my two daughters are there too. And I say, hey, why don't you sing? Why don't you sing in church ever? Uh -huh. And he says, I'm just not a bad singer. And I looked at him and I said, how do you think it's, how do you think it sounds to God? Yeah. Do you yeah. think God thinks you're a bad there. singer? Yeah. And, and it, it was that. And by the way, again, I'm telling this to him, but I'm, it's a reminder to myself when it's like, it sounds beautiful yes. to God. It's the most yes. beautiful voice yes. he's ever heard. He calls um, us to praise his name. Yeah. He calls us to praise him and it, he calls us to celebrate this great love that yeah. he has. He's, and that's a great way to do it is in singing worship. And those are simple ways that it's not creating an Excel spreadsheet of this to-do list and all the things to do. It's yeah. praying with your kids. You're kissing them goodnight anyway. Sing in church. Yeah. Put Same. together a little Advent program around Christmas time, which we did, that where you're reading something to your kids. And that's the most time-consuming of them all, which is 10 minutes a day, by the way. So not I have, I have a couple things I want to throw out there, and I want to see your feedback on this. Mm -hmm. So dads need to have intentionality in affection. What do you think about that? Do you sometimes intentionally, maybe you don't feel like it at the moment, but that child needs a hug. Yes. I grew up, I think a lot of things with how we act now stem from just oh, really? it, way, areas we grew up in and things like that. I was very blessed to have a dad that oh, wow. still to this day will drop anything at any time. No one's perfect, but there is, he loves you and he loves you unconditionally. Whereas a lot of these other areas that I'm saying I, I wasn't a natural at with praying with the kid that I had to put work into, I naturally love hugging on my kids, right. doing all those sort of things. But doing self-reflection and understanding that word intentionality yes, is yes. a big thing. There's a need for it. How about conversations, mealtimes? How about that? Have you, do you find a way to strike up a conversation. One of the articles that I read talks about writing, taking a Bible verse and writing it on the mirror in a child's bathroom mm. and say, this, let's focus on this verse. They're talking about what does this verse mean? And what does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? And then you erase part of the verse. So yeah. you would leave it up there a week. You would erase a couple of the words. And then eventually by the end of the week, you erase the whole thing. And you guys, yeah. you together have learned a verse that you wanted them to learn, but you did it in a really fun way. What do you think about something like that? Would that be something? I think. Does that sound fun? I think that is, I, I think that's genius. And it's something, <laughs> the whole point, one of the whole things with Awanas is the kids memorizing Bible verses. Yes. And I do think, and maybe that could even be something I'm just making this up now on the fly so you can edit it out if this is a terrible <laughs> idea. But if the kids memorize a Bible verse up here, this is something so simple. It's, hey, we're going to work on memorizing this Bible verse, and we want you to share a video of you and your dad saying it together. You oh, and your wow. dad memorize Ooh, that that's verse that's a great together. idea. So It, kind, three, it forces the dad that's to a good memorize idea. a little bit. The this kids will love records it. records the kids saying their Bible verse, every kid, and they send it to their parents. But what if we, starting this semester also, because everybody's more knows each other and we're more connected. So I'm going to suggest it to that, R Renee, uh, I'm going to suggest it to one of our classes. So I'm going to tell her, okay, next time you send it out, say, Dad, would you, by the end of this month, because we do a verse for a whole month in our okay. threes classes, at the end of this month, would you commit to 
recording yourself with your child yeah. and send it back to us. And we can have the ability to play it in the classroom. Wow, would that be, that's a yeah. great idea. That's and then y'all do those great little video things at yes. the end where you're putting the verses together. Yes. And we use a lot of sign language. Up. The kids will see their dad up there or something too. Yeah, if you it would be fun. Like in. this month, I am the way, the truth. And yesterday when I was teaching that, I said, what? look at this, the truth. I said, it's the truth doesn't change. The truth is God's truth according to his word and according to what God says. And it is not variable. There is such a thing as truth. It's not my truth that we all are fighting against that in our culture, but there is truth. There is right. such a thing as truth. And yeah. dads, I think, have an important role in teaching that. And then, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. What a powerful verse and how neat it would be if our dads, so we may have some dads that have never memorized scripture in their life. Yeah. So that would also kind of nudge them in, a, yeah. in that direction. Do you guys pray at your mealtime? How do you handle your mealtime prayer? We do. We... I think our standard thing with them. So normally before bed, and y'all you, know how kids are, some nights they want to do a train prayer. So everyone's going around saying a prayer. No, but normally- Oh, that's what a train prayer is? Everybody's adding a on chain. to what, I Did I say oh, train? Oh, chain or train? Chain. Oh, a chain the prayer. train prayer, because you're driving through yeah. the- <laughs> So I usually, I, th I think our standard routine is before bed, I'm saying the prayer at mealtime is normally a who hey who wants to pray okay and one of the kids pray at mealtime okay it were a normal house so usually it's two of them fighting over who's gonna get to oh okay pray. So they do fight over. <laughs> yeah, you when know. you go to a restaurant I, i'm putting you on the spot here and i shouldn't yeah. do this probably but when you guys go to a restaurant do you ask the lord thank the lord for the food we do yes it's it's um, a it's, so when you teach your kids that god says to be thankful for everything wake up in the morning and be thankful right uh, and i when my grandkids are sitting there and i say Oh, we're not thankful for this meal. God didn't provide this meal. Okay, then we don't have to thank him for it. If, and it's okay, let's bow our heads and pray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did God. And I tell them also, I say, if we don't thank the Lord, if we don't call out and praise God, he says the rocks and the plants and the trees, maybe we should do it. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not put it, put him in that situation. But yeah, uh, I, I, I wrote down here that we need to build Jesus into every aspect of our children's life. That tells them it's not just something I'm going to church on Sunday and I'm going to sit in the sermon, I'm going to dress in a suit and I'm going to look a certain way and I'm going to shake everybody's hand and have a certain look on my face. Right. That tells them you really, it's, you really believe it. You're living for Jesus. You're seeking to follow him. You're seeking to do what he's asked us to do and how we yeah. live our lives. It's not a token because a lot of people, it's just Sunday morning in a prayer when I was asking about the, the prayer for a meal, my dad used to say, did, did you pray or was it a post-toasties prayer? Yeah. <laughs> was it just something that everybody says that God is good, God is great, let us thank him for yeah. our food? Yeah. Let's talk to God. And I love that you're sharing that. And Stuart, Spencer, this is going to make a difference. This is your son is someday going to be sitting here with somebody and he's going to say, my dad prayed with me. My dad was vulnerable with me. When I have a problem and when I need to go to my knees, because of my dad's humbleness and my dad's vulnerability, my dad's willingness and faithfulness to teach me that. Now I know to do that because those are going to be your grandkids. And someday when Nolan and when your daughters, they're it's going to make a difference. I, that's one of the things I'm passionate about doing the nest. And, you know, we talk about this. One of the reasons we do this podcast is because I want other churches, like we're sitting in a church right now that has, a, a, that doesn't have things going on during the daytime, during the week. And this church very graciously opened the door and we have a partnership ministry here and we have kids in the building and we're 
instructing them. And this church supports us and encourages us and makes the pathway easy for us. And I want other churches, if you're in a church somewhere and your building is sitting there empty all week, I want to encourage you to, there's a way to do this, listening to a podcast like this. And this is part of this is a how-to. So I would say that one of the things we probably learned from this episode, then how to, how do I, maybe I've got a dad that just I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. So if you have a sports day with dad, mm -hmm. you bring him in the building. You say, before we start with our kids, let's all have a word of prayer. You bring uh, somebody and say, men, it's important that you're here. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for coming to this event. Dads, thank you for participating in our Christmas program and helping us put it on. Thank you for being present. And uh, Spencer, I'm, if there's anything else that we haven't covered and that you want to say, but I know you are an intentional, purposeful dad. I've seen that in your life. And I just want to say thank you because I know that's going to change your kids, the trajectory of their life. It's going to change who they are and it's going to change their future. And it's going to mean that they're then, I always, I would say my personal vision as I've gotten older and I'm articulating it is I know where I'm going. I'm going, I know I'm going to heaven and I know I'm going to heaven because I trust in God and I trust in his gift of his son. And so I know where I'm going, but I want to take as many people as I can. And you as a dad, uh, you're a Christian. You know the Lord. You want to take us. You want to take your kids, and it's got to be intentional and purposeful. You can't leave it up to chance. And you yeah. certainly can't leave it out to the message that the world is going to give them. Right. And I think this has just been an important conversation. I love it. I love that you've been present with us. I love your. We love your family. We're so thankful you're here. And I think you've given an important, an important, hopefully, a, a purpose to men to say, it's, it's your part. Be a part. Don't miss it. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know you're a busy guy. You've got a business and we love you and we're appreciative of you. And we just, what a blessing to have Spencer in the building. We're so thankful. And well, we're going to have some. Suzanne, yes? thank, oh, sorry. thank you for having me. Thank you for all that you do. Because I do want to say no one, if y'all haven't seen the nest yet, just come by, visit, take a look. It don't, any, I can tell you, I don't know how many families we've recommended come visit here or anything but one conversation that any of those families have they feel the passion that Suzanne has the intentionality that all of the teachers have and everyone has here it's a place that feels like home that it, it becomes a place you want to be a part of that you, that you feel like family it gets the it gets the dads excited about and even a dad involved. saying that women are yeah. mushy i get us feeling that way yeah but this is a dad sitting here yeah. saying and this i'm stuff. not normally <laughs> i wouldn't stop. say i'm normally like this it, it's this is something We've that turned you into mush everything the nest has provided but it's helped me develop into being a better leader as a father too because my kids are coming home bringing things to my attention all the time holding me accountable and suzanne has a lot of big, great ideas. One thing I've said to her before is she follows through on those ideas. And that's something in my business. I have all these great ideas, but I don't, don't always act on them. The nest has, they're always looking how to improve, how to get better. What can they do better? It's a great, wonderful place. I can't recommend it enough. So thank you to what you have provided in my children's lives. It's, it's humbling to hear that from you. I'm thankful for you saying that because I know then that our goal and how we're teaching children. We're academically, we have an academic, strong academic program. We have a great spiritual, biblical integration with our program. But I want to impact families. 
And I want families to meet other families and say, what's different about them? They're intentional. They got dads that are praying with their kids. I want you to rub off on other people. I, I really do. And by being together like we do and all those events that we do, even Christmas program, our parents are, oh, hey, hi, how are you? And we have had families come up and say, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't reading the Bible with my kids. I wasn't praying with my kids. I am now. So thank you, Spencer, for being a leader in that. And you are. Keep on keeping on. I'll do my best. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Wow, what an exciting episode. You don't want to miss the rest of this. So check out part two next week.